Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I'm so happy for you guys that you're here. I'm happy for me that you're here. I'm happy for all of us as a collective. You know, whenever something comes out and you're like, well, it's a live show, so I guess we're sticking with that. I just said I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, I had a really fun morning. I'm very hyped up on caffeine. I had coffee with my new friend, Monica Casey. Those of you guys that are uh, Jeff Lewis Live listeners, you know Monica. She's one of the rotating chums. She um, co-hosts the after show a lot of times. She's a local mom. She, uh, We have a lot of mutual friends. And so we got to actually meet for coffee at this cute, adorable coffee shop. And we had a good dish session. We had a good time um, shooting the shit. You know, you have some friends like that, new friends. I have to move something on my desk. Hold on. That was going to kill me. Um, you know how you meet mom friends? If you're a mom out there, and maybe if you're a dad, you feel the same way, but sometimes you meet new people and you're like, oh, this is awkward. Like, this is a struggle. Like, we're struggling to get through this one hour coffee or or uh, when is this over? Okay, cool. Like, let's hang out again. And you know, as you're driving off, you're like, it's never happening. Like, I'll never see that person again. That has not been the case with uh, two actual, two people that I've met kind of through this show, Monica Casey and then Aliza Rosen. A lot of you guys know Aliza. She is a producer and she's been a guest on Amy Phillips' show and Kate Casey's show. And she's also a local mom. And so- those two, we've separately, but we've all had so much fun just chatting. It's fun. It's fun to get, you know, when you work at home alone, like with your desk and your light and your mic. Speaking of my mic, I understand that we've had a very challenging week in sound issues. And the fact that I got a very low review on Apple Podcasts, a one star because of my sound issues, killed me. Literally, you could call me annoying. You could call me loud. You could call me talkative. You could talk all those things. But to say that about my sound, I know you're being honest, but to leave a, an everlasting, that that review will live there forever. Just remember, I'm not a producer. It's not like a tech house that I'm in. I'm not in a studio. It's just me, myself, and I, but I'm trying something new today. And hopefully it works. I recorded my Patreon episode last night. By the way, three over 300 of you are Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. But I recorded a long episode last night and there was no sound issues whatsoever. So I'm hoping that we've fixed those problems. Also, just so you guys know, Facebook group is popping off. It's always so fun in there. We're having such a blast. Uh, make sure to join that Facebook group and then follow me on TikTok and Instagram at this is Donna Bowling to join the party. Come on alive. You know, if you're live on TikTok, by the way, you get a pre-show and an after show. It's really fun. Okay. We have a few stories today. Nothing insanely groundbreaking, nothing huge. Um, but I think really super interesting. Okay. Today we're going to cover, I don't know in which order yet, we're going to cover Dancing with the Stars and what's happening over there. And you guys know 
My husband, Lance, who's watching the live right now, works on Dancing with the Stars. He doesn't know much more than what we know as a collective, but Dancing with the Stars, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about OC, Real Housewives of OC last night, which was very, very hard for me to watch now knowing Shannon stuff. Guys, the Shannon thing is crazy. I had a dream about Shannon Bedore last night. A dream about Shannon Bedore. And it wasn't a good one. It was where we were at some sort of an event and there was like, maybe it was a BravoCon situation. There was a step and repeat and there was a microphone and there were people asking questions. And Shannon Bedore was not doing well. She was like falling apart drunk. This was just a dream. This didn't really happen. I hope this is not actually happening in real life. I hope that she is, you know, um, working towards getting better and getting help, et cetera. But yes, that was my dream. I need to stop dreaming about Real Housewives. Like I understand that this is now I'm dreaming because it's career driven because this is about my work and stuff. But like WTF, why am I dreaming about the Real Housewives? Yesterday, there were photos of her and John Jansen. We talked about this in my Facebook group because I saw this this article on Daily Mail. I can pull it up for you guys too. But on this article, it basically, it's very confusing, you guys. John Jansen is talking to Daily Mail exclusively. You heard my thoughts yesterday. You heard my thoughts on TikTok and on Instagram Reels. And I'll say it again for Daily Dose of Donna. I do not feel that John Jansen is a healthy person for Shannon Bedore. I think it's a, it's a, it's not what we want to see. It's not what uh, I feel like. It doesn't feel like a healthy influence, right? We've seen Shannon Bedore's life go, not get to where we think she should be after so many years of this. Like, so she had this divorce, right? She had this divorce that paralyzed her, and then she kind of got better. And then, you know, she was looking really good and she was feeling really good. And then she started dating John. And now I feel like she's going back down this path. I think John Jansen is, is like if Shanna was my best friend, I'd say, don't do it, gal. Don't do it. Right? That's what I would say. And we're going to get into Real Housewives of OC in just a moment, but I just want to quickly talk about Shannon Bedore. So yesterday, John Jansen was talking to... Uh, Daily Mail exclusively, weirdly enough, talking about the fact that Shannon is really struggling emotionally, that he can't stop crying, that he she doesn't want to see anyone, that he's there and supporting her. Apparently, Bravo, an executive of Bravo, told Shannon not to show her face anywhere. I'm curious about that, but maybe just to not get more, you know, hate or more stuff online. But as of 27 minutes ago, Real Housewife of, oh, this is the best on Daily Mail. You guys, this is the best. You guys give me shit. It says Real Housewife of Ocean County. (laughs) Daily Mail, Real Housewife of Ocean County. Have you guys ever been to Ocean County? I would like to go to Ocean County. Real Housewives of the OC, Shannon Bedore, has been spotted visiting a doctor's office with ex-boyfriend John Jansen days after her DUI crash. On Wednesday, she was arriving at Z Dermatology offices. Wednesday afternoon, apparently, it was more than just getting some Botox. I think what happened was, you know, she did get injured in that crash. I've talked about this so many times. I feel like I had secondhand trauma from watching this crash. I thought it was so intense watching it. Like, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I was like, what the, like watching that crash and thinking about that impact. And I've talked about this now a couple of times, but it felt like that has got to be 
so bad for your body to impact a, a solid wall like that, right? Anyway, apparently she got injured on her arm and a little bit on her face. I love how this is a priority right now to make sure the face looks good. But, um, you know, it says businessman Jansen. Businessman. What does John Jansen do? Does anyone know? Businessman Jansen, who began dating Bedore in 2019, broke his silence in an exclusive interview with Daily Mail on Wednesday, so yesterday, saying, we are friends, I care about her. And he denied that the two had had a fight the night of their arrest, adding, no comment. We know that they got in a fight. We know that they consistently get in a fight. We know that that couple is as toxic as they come. A lot of you guys answered in my YouTube comments about the movie that was uh, reminding me, and it was like, um, what was it? It was War of the Roses, a lot of you guys said. War of the Roses is that movie that is just, you know, toxicity as a couple. Um, I love how Daily Mail also had like some big map. I don't know if you guys saw it, but they had this big map of like scene of the crash. It's like site of the crash. Jansen's house is here. The crash was like a block from Jansen's house and Bedore's house is, I don't know how far, but it looks pretty close. It's on the channel. It's basically the channel of Newport Beach. If you know Newport Beach, you know like it's pretty small. I'm sure she wasn't driving any more than, you know, five minutes away. But I was thinking about this because we know that this is a couple that fights. We know that this is a couple that doesn't sleep over each other's houses. And we know that this is a couple that gets kicked. They kick each other out and they leave and they're storming out. They're Shannon storming out. And it's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm leaving because that's what she does. We've seen it on the show and I'm sure that's what he does. How many times have they drunk, driven, driven drunk, you know, from each other's houses in the past? That's just my question. Um, Then a source, a close source, meaning businessman John Jansen, probably. A close source said Shannon is obsessed with John. She can't get over him and she was humiliated when he dumped her last November. She now lives a stone's throw from him, literally down the street from him. It's obvious she was at his house or passing by it on the night she was arrested. The area where she crashed her car is not on the route from the restaurant to her house. Okay. Have you guys ever been in a relationship like this? Have you ever been in a relationship where you are, you know, in love with someone or really crushing on someone who is nothing but bad news bears? I feel like we've all been there. I don't think it's ever been like this bad for me. I've never, you know, DUI'd myself through it or God forbid, like had these crazy toxic fights. But I think we've all had men or women in our lives that we've had these relationships with. And there's something so, I would say so like passionate about these relationships because of the drama, because the downs and then the the makeup is so so incredible and so like um you feel lost without them when you're struggling like this when you fight like this you feel like lost like you can't function without them it, i mean it really is like an addiction right if you think about it if you think about the story of people that are addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever you get in a position where you don't understand how to live your life without them it's literally withdrawals and the second you get it back you're all of a sudden you're like oh my god i feel at peace but then it's like 
it doesn't stay that way. It gets to that unhealthy place real, real fast. High highs and low lows. Thank you. Um, roller coaster ride. So I don't know who's in her life right now and I don't know who's close to her. Kelly Dodd apparently is very close with her now from the last four days. I have no idea, but apparently they're very close. And Kelly Dodd said, Tamara's not being a good friend. Tamara's not being a good friend. Well, I don't know if Tamara is or not. I know what we see on Real Housewives of OC. And I also know what I know about Tamara in real life. And I think that we're seeing two two cases. I personally have spoken to Tamara many times in the DMs. um, And I have mutual friends. And I want to say that I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't know if Tamara is not a good friend. Maybe on the show, that's what we're seeing. So why don't we segue a little bit into Real Housewives of OC and then we'll talk about some other stories in just a bit. Okay. Real Housewives of OC. Um, the second to last episode, the penultimate, is not what they call it, the penultimate episode aired yesterday. I have never thought I was going to say this, but I'm going to say this out loud. And I am team Heather Dubrow. Never thought I'd say it out loud. Heather Dubrow is unfairly being just slaughtered on this season of Real Housewives. It is so unfair. It is so confusing as a viewer. It's so low-hanging fruit, if you know what I mean. I'm not scared to talk about these people. Like, I'm not friends with any of them in a good way. Like, I don't, I think that they know, Real Housewives know that we're going to talk about them. Um, And I'm not getting any cease and desist. I know that a lot of people are saying that people, you know, other podcasters have gotten cease and desist from these people. I don't get it. I don't understand how they can get a cease and desist. Um, This is in the news. Like, we're talking about real life things. We're not talking, you know, just whatever. But I'm going to tell you personally my thoughts on OC. And I would tell this to Tamara's face. And I don't think Tamara would care that people think this because I think she probably can see it. Heather Dubrow and Jen Pedranti, the new girl, are both completely like getting piled on unfairly, in my opinion, for this entire season. The other women look like a gaggle of mean girls. I'm talking Emily, Gina, Tamara, Shannon. Vicky, not so much, but Vicky played a small part in last night's episode. It is so confusing to watch. Heather is hard to be friends with probably. I would imagine that. Why? Because I don't want to be friends with someone that is selling their $55 million house. There, I said it. I said it. I do not want to be friends with someone that has more money than I'll ever have in my entire life times three. Like, that's triggering for me. It's, it would be very hard, especially if they're not like super humble and whatever, if they're showy a little bit about it, because we all know that Heather is. That would be hard for me to be friends with. But that's not a Heather problem. And as she said so gracefully yesterday to Taylor, I'm not apologizing for being rich. I'm not apologizing for having money. I don't personally understand why these other women are so shocked 37 seasons in that Heather's rich. We've seen it from the beginning. Heather Dubrow came on the show rich. 
She didn't sell her soul to the devil. Her husband is a very, very smart businessman, I believe. I think he's made incredible investments over the years. I don't think he only gets it from plastic surgery, although I do think that helps and his shows botched, et cetera. But from what we know, he's made investments. He's into real estate. This is where their money has come from. Heather Dubrow has been rich from day one. She has not you know, won the lottery. I don't understand why they're so surprised that she is wealthy, why it turns them off so much. The problem is they're not saying that. I don't think the girls can say out loud, yes, you being rich bothers us. I think instead they, they find reasons to hate her, but it's really because she's rich. And Taylor straight up said that yesterday. And I applaud Taylor for just like being honest and saying that. She was like, I think they, they are jealous of your wealth. T- Heather, she does have a little bit of like a resting, you know, an RBF. You know what that is? Resting bitch face. Like she does have a little bit of like a, like a, if you're watching the YouTube, like a, like a scowl on her face, even when she's just listening, she looks disapproving. I have a lot of friends that have this. I don't take it so personally when I know it's who they are forever, but she does, she maybe should go to Terry Dubrow and be like, is there any way that we can just like make me look a little bit friendlier? That being said, I don't think she's a mean person. I really don't. Gina was so confusing in last night's episode. Gina was like, I have worked so hard to be friends with Heather and she called me a loser. And Heather's like, it wasn't you. I called Noella a loser and you called me a loser. Noella. I called Noella a loser, but you called me a loser. No, no, no. I called Noella a loser. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Are we not watching the same show? Are we not in the same conversation? Gina, have you just decided that you're going to be mad at Heather no matter what? Emily being mad at Heather also is insanely confusing to me. Why? Emily started this entire story that Heather brought up to Emily that Shannon was talking shit. Shannon never talked shit. Heather said Tamara was talking shit. Emily took that story, ran with it, created an entire issue, the entire trip in Mexico. And then she was like, whoops. (laughs) I'm so over it. I don't know, you guys. I'm getting too old. I think I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old for the debauchery. I'm getting too old for the mean girls. I don't like feeling like people are getting bullied and picked on. I didn't like it during Real Houses of Beverly Hills last season with Sutton. It made me feel really bad. I didn't like that feeling at all. I don't like it this season with Heather Dubrow and with um, Jen Pedranti. It doesn't make me feel good at all. Like Jen Pedranti, and we talked about this yesterday, or maybe I talked about it on my Patreon. I can't even remember where I talked about it. I've gotten many, many DMs and um, anonymous sources about, well, they're anonymous to you guys, but they're real people, about Ryan, Jen Pedranti's boyfriend. The rumors are true from what I've heard. He is a little bit of a player, okay? He does screw around. He does cheat. I don't know how many times on Jen, but he did on his ex-wife. He is that guy. She is a really, really, really sweet woman from what I see with a shitty taste in men. She has a real bad taste in men because she's going for Ryan, douchebag, you know, guy who wears those crazy ass, ass outfits. But really sweet. She's really, really sweet. And 
you know, okay, a comment says, I don't think Jen should have left her family for another man. Her kids came first. I don't think that that is true. Yes, cheating is not right. If you are in an unhappy marriage, a loveless marriage, a relationship where you're not feeling yourself, never choose the kids over that. Trust me when I tell you that. Trust me, right? As a child of divorce right here. And I think that most people that are divorced people, you know, Monica Casey, right? I was just with her this morning. She runs, she's a host of the Divorce Party podcast, which is, <clears throat> which is with Tom Arnold. She's talked many times about her divorce. I have a couple of other friends who are very much in the divorce space. It's never a good idea to stay married in an unhappy marriage for the kids. That ain't the idea. She was unhappy. She was not happy and she met another man who also probably isn't the guy and she'll probably not end up with him. Something will go down, I imagine, in the next year or two. I can't imagine that she stays with him, but she's like, I own it and I chose it and I love him. And so like, leave me alone. I just hated it. I hated it. And Vicky Gumbelson, let's talk Vicky for five. Vicky Gumbelson, when, when I tell you that scene of her on the parasail with Heather, shrieking her face off, and Heather saying, imagine Kodo insurance and the post-its and the, and the supplies, and, and you see this kind of crossfade. The editors just were phenomenal last night. You see this crossfade of like the woman that works at Kodo insurance and like a desk and the sign, and all of a sudden Vicky's like calming down. Oh, it was so genius, so funny. Vicky then had the other scene later when all the girls were going after Heather Dubrow and Vicky's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. She walks away as if she's, you know, mother freaking Teresa. She's like, I, I, I don't understand women that act that way. Editors did her dirty. They pulled up all these scenes of her like yelling family van and when she was being called a pig by Slade, you know, and Gretchen and, and yelling at Tamara about Brooks, like all the scenes about it. It was so freaking good. Obviously, Vicky is this person. But you know what I think, you guys? I think Vicky has grown out of it because that's what happens when you take a step out of these shows. <clears throat> you take a step out of these shows, excuse me, you walk back in and you're like, what the F am I doing? Like there is life outside of Real Housewives. Is this where I really want to be? I'm a grandma. And I actually really liked Vicky in last night's episode. I understand that she went hard on Jen Pedranti and I didn't get that. Um, I think she's coming from a nice place, but also like, Vicky, come on. She's basically saying I left Don Gumbelson for Brooks and it was the biggest mistake ever. But it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter that she made a mistake because Jen is in it now. She's already with the Brooks. And she will never be able to leave Brooks until she figures it out on her own. So like for Vicky to continue to say that feels a little bit ridiculous. Then, then, um, when Vicky walked away and started crying at the bar taking tequila shots because she felt so bad for Heather getting, you know, skewered. I felt for, I, I felt for Heather. I felt for Vicky. Heather went straight up to the producers. I mean, the producers are basically another housewife on this season given the amount of times that Shannon has broke the fourth wall and now Heather has uh, uh, broken the wall because Heather's like, <clears throat> I'm done with the show. Like, I don't want to be the hero. I hate these women. And you know what? I would do the same. I would do the same. I hope Heather does not come back with that cast. Why? She's not friends with any of them. Now she doesn't even live there. Either she goes on Beverly Hills or she doesn't go on the show at all. Like, 
She doesn't need the money. But this is like, you guys, life is too short. And I don't care if you're getting a paycheck. Like, don't put yourself in situations where all of a sudden either A, you're getting verbally abused by a bunch of women for no freaking reason, or B, you feel the need that you have to become an awful human being to keep a storyline moving and to get a paycheck. I don't care what you guys say. I don't believe that money would ever make me be able to become an awful person on a reality show. That shit stays with you for life. Like, you're not playing a character. You're playing you. And your kids grow up and your grandkids grow up and there's something called Google. And I don't personally get why and how. And look, I'm just like, I'm skating around it, but let's talk Tamara, right? Like Tamara really went fucking hard on Jen this season. And I've been talking to Tamara off the record, like up until, you know, here and there, like in DMs. But I would tell her right now, like, it's bad. It doesn't look good. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't look good. And it's like, Frankly, it looks like you're like desperately trying to find something to be mad at someone for. It just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I thought personally, you know, this is not Bravo's fault. I'm not like reality reckoning here like Bethany. That I'll never be like that. This is not Bravo's fault. They have signed up to get paid for a job. They have chosen to do this show and they have chosen to bring this drama and be this person or the paycheck. It's not Bravo's fault. Bravo's not forcing them to drink. Bravo's not forcing them to yell at each other. Bravo's not forcing them to bring storyline up. I guarantee you a lot of these women at this point, they know exactly what they're doing. I personally think that it's time to reevaluate, especially with Shannon's crash. I think personally, if I was on that show, I would start, I would take a step back I would reevaluate, is this where I want to be in my life? Now, for someone like Emily, I think Emily is not personally, like, she's not had her greatest season. She comes off real, just like digging at Heather for what reason I don't get, stirring the pot. It doesn't make sense. But that being said, I do like Emily in general. So if she comes back next season, you know, half of her body, a quarter of her body, she's lost 40 pounds. I would like to see how, you know, that, that works out. Now we're going to compare this, like the new Roni where their fights are very kind of tame. Their fights are tame, right? They're fighting over silly things like stealing phones for 45 minutes, pranks and food and whatever. I personally do not believe that they have a, um, I don't believe that their stories, while they're like kind of tame and fun, the ratings aren't there. They're not getting as much talking about like what, what, where do they go? It's so tricky. The higher the drama, the more we're going to watch, but this just feels yucky. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun drama. I don't know how to explain it. Someone just asked, oh my gosh, you used to be a casting director. How could you not see that Emily has had a great season? I disagree. I'm going to stand firm in that. I think we are allowed to have our own opinions, and that's the way these shows work. I'm sure there's people out there that think that Tamara looked amazing in this season or that Heather is the worst person ever. I personally think, in my opinion, Jen Pedronti comes off looking like a freaking angel. Heather Dubrow comes off looking great. Shannon really didn't look good already, and then this has taken her down another path. Gina... A lot of people have issues with Gina. Um, and who am I missing? Emily? 
Emily had a shitty season. I mean, I don't know who I'm, who I'm missing. I didn't like it. Um, it didn't feel authentic to who she is. Like, Emily does not seem like a mean girl to me at all. But maybe there was something about her connecting with Tamara and whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I really did feel for Heather. I did. I didn't like it for her. Okay. There's one more episode next week. Apparently, they're all in some crazy-ass costumes. And we have to see Tamara and all of these girls fighting with, like, all this makeup on. Why do they always have to have theme parties? Can't we just have, like, a, you know, like a, just, like, look cute party? Okay. We will see what happens there. Dancing with the Stars. Let's move to a little bit of Dancing with the Stars gossip. You guys, we have a problem. Dancing with the Stars is getting in trouble right now because Dancing with the Stars is a Writer's Guild show. And I don't believe anyone knew that. The reason why I say that is because all of a sudden last week, you know, as you guys know, my husband works on Dancing with the Stars. And he's like, all of a sudden last week, he starts reading these articles or these tweets that people are saying, wait, hold on. Dancing with the Stars is a WGA show. Lance had no idea he works on the show. I had no idea. I follow this stuff for a living. And guess who else had no idea? The cast. Matt Walsh is an actor. He's on Veep. He was on Veep. Um, and he's a strong union guy. And he had absolutely no idea that it was a WGA show. I don't get how that happens. But all of a sudden, the the picketers started to pick it. Here's how this is going down. Dancing with the Stars has been working now for about two or three weeks. They've been shooting rehearsals, as we know, Ariana, Mauricio, absolutely. And, um, and you know, all the other stars. They've been shooting. They have the way it's, okay, the way the show is working is there's 500 employees on the show cameramen. Um, oh, is Lance still here? Multiple stars are dancing from home. Oh, like in their own cities. Yeah. Cameramen, you know, makeup, lighting, hair, set design, music, like how, you know how this works. 500 people are employed by the show. They have one writer's guild writer on the show who writes teleprompter content. Obviously, he has not been employed or she has not been employed this season. One person has written teleprompter content for 500 people that are staffed up right now. But because it's a signatory Writers Guild show, it's now been thrown into, as Daily Mail puts it, chaos because the Writers Guild announced this. And then the picketers started. So they started picketing outside of the rehearsal studio where you guys saw Lance the other day on my stories or in my reel and on Facebook. Then they started picketing outside of the studios where they're shooting the show and doing all the rehearsals. And it started to really intensify this week to the point where yesterday they, like a lot of the dancers canceled and didn't come in. And today apparently Lance is... Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Lance is on my um, Lance is on my TikTok live, so I'm going to wait if I'm allowed to say what's going on today on set or on the production. Lance is still working as of this week, but I can guarantee you, it seems to me. I don't want to say this out loud, but it seems to me they're going to have to push, which sucks for um, for my family. Because Lance is employed by the show and it definitely is a hit on us. 
but um, you got to follow the rules. You know, you got to follow the rules. So it says, according to Dancing with the Stars, I mean, according to Daily Mail, it says Dancing with the Stars is thrown into chaos. Um, Showrunners are desperately scrambling for celebrity replacements as multiple contestants consider quitting amid the WGA and the SAG strikes after Veep's Matt Walsh is the first to pull out. So Matt Walsh was rehearsing and he just uh, announced that he is pausing his commitment to the show which is crazy considering, you know, he's been rehearsing for weeks. I mean, this is not a small thing, but he basically said, until an agreement is made, I'm a union person. I had no idea that it was a WGA show. When I tell you, I really don't believe anyone had any idea. Um, Yes, Tyler just mentioned there's the second meeting right now between WGA and AMPTP. I am like crossing my fingers, not just for people like us and Lance, like this is how you see it's affecting so many just like middle-class families across the, across the state and across this um, city. But, you know, today I was at, at coffee and one of the top, top child acting coaches that I've known for years, um, she has coached all of them, you guys. She coached Mila Kunis as a kid. She coached Miley Cyrus. She coached a bunch of the, the um, you know, Jeanette McCurdy. Like she is real deal. And I saw her at the coffee shop and I was like, how are you? And she's like, this is awful. Like, like uh, I'm falling, we're falling apart. Like her business, remember, like she's so removed, right? She's an acting coach for kids, but no one is out here getting coaching because the strike is like, it's affecting the whole thing. It's really crazy how many people are affected. Um, so I'm really hoping that the strike gets resolved. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I think we're at 150 days, which I want to say is longer than the one in 2007. Now, remember, I was a casting director in 2007. And actually during this time, during the writer strike, that's when I discovered, uh, I don't want to know if, I don't think I discovered her, but I cast Alison Brie, who amongst a bunch of other people on a web series, it was the first web series that I had ever worked on. It was so early. This was not a YouTube show. It was a web series for a company called Take 180. And they, for whatever reason, it was a non-union project. And Alison Brie, who is, if you guys know who she is, she was on um, Community and she was in, uh, she was the lead of that show. Was it called Glow? about like the female wrestlers and she was on Mad Men. She did that show for $100 a day. So the writer's strike, I was working on Sweet Life on Deck during the writer's strike, but it didn't last this long, I don't believe. Um, anyway, oh, was she in Scream 4? Yeah. So he pulled out and now they're saying for Allison Hannigan, that's the band camp girl, and Mira Sorvino, Romy from Romy and Michelle to also pull out because these are actual SAG actors it sucks, you guys. It really does suck. I mean, I don't know. It's tough when you are, oh, the last strike killed Corey in the house. Did it, Kimberly? One of the girls that's watching my TikTok live, she also worked in casting. We worked for the same office for a while and Corey in the house was uh, Raven, Simone's younger brother's character on That's So Raven. And that was a show that got killed. Yeah. So many people really, really, uh, it changes lives, you know, but this was when reality TV got to take the next level. But here we are where reality TV competition shows merge with a WGA strike. And, and it's, 
it's so unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that we get to, you know, that we get to come to a resolve, not just for the studios. I mean, not just for the people that work on it, but honestly, it's for me. Let's just be honest. Like I was supposed to go to the live taping on Tuesday to see Mauricio. Absolutely. And hopefully Kyle Richards in the audience and then see Ariana and hopefully Lisa Vanderpump in the audience and see the Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump dance off where Kyle gets into the splits and then Lisa Vanderpump pulls up, you know, pulls out, you know, not Jiggy, but like whoever and Tom and, 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 you know, anyone else. I mean, Ken, the, the jacuzzi, like I'm bummed. I'm bummed that it looks like I probably won't be able to be there, but let's hope, 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 hope that things come together. So I really am doing it for you. In fact, the strike needs to end for Daily Dose of Donna. That's it. And we all know this is not a WGA show because if this was a WGA show, it would actually run smoothly and I wouldn't have any, you know, mean people writing comments on, on my, uh, my reviews about, you know, what a mess this is. But you know what? I'm going to consider this like the mess podcast, like the hot mess podcast, but like in a good way, right? I do research. I get the information. I just sometimes don't have the best delivery. It's in the thought that counts. So anyway, Dancing with the Stars, I'm so bummed about it. I really, truly hope that it continues. Um, Oh my gosh, would Britney Spears go? Wouldn't that be insane if Britney Spears was there? What would be the best? Britney Spears, Kyla Richards, and Morgan Wade. I would like Morgan Wade to only come. Like I want Morgan Wade to come with Kyla Richards wherever she goes from now on, right? I mean, they're shooting a documentary. Ah, there's some Joe Jonas news, but apparently a lot of you guys are like me because you're all in, you know, you're not 20 and you don't care about Joe Jonas. I would rather talk about NSYNC. I want to talk about NSYNC and the fact that they're doing a reunion tour, it looks like, and I need to get myself on the VIP line for those tickets because me and Justin Timberlake have a love that we need to rekindle or kindle. We just need to kindle it. We don't need to re- well. I need to rekindle it. He just needs to kindle because I don't think he was there for the original one. You know what I mean? But I was there. I was there. This I promise you. You know what I mean? Traders. The Traders season two cast has officially been announced and it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be because a lot of people just went off and talked. So we don't have exactly who we thought. We don't have Lindsay Hubbard from what I'm seeing. And I think that... You know, we thought that we were going to have Lindsay Hubbard. Here's what we have. We have a guy named Karsten Berge, Bergerson. He was on Love Island. Tried to watch Love Island for you guys. I really did. I tried to watch Love Island and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Chris C.T. Tamborello. Oh, C.T. C.T. and Justin Timberlake. It's going to be, here's the list. Does C.T. come before Justin or after? I think CT comes before Justin Timberlake. There's something about that accent, right? Okay, CT. Then we have Dan Geesling. Geesling? Geesling from Big Brother. He was on a couple seasons of Big Brother. And yes, someone asked me, do I watch 
Big Brother, I do watch and I did watch last night and I am not happy about what's happening, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I'm just going to tell you guys, you're going to hate this because you watch the live feeds and I don't, but I love Cameron. And I also love Corey in America, so I'm really screwed there. Um, I don't love Jared. I'm ready to get rid of Jared. Then we have a boxer named Deontay Wilder. Don't know him. We have someone from Love Island, UK. Her name is Ekin Sue or Ekin Sue. I don't know who she is. We have Janelle from Big Brother. I love Janelle Perzina. She's awesome. Then we have Johnny Bananas from The Challenge. Actually, Johnny Bananas is really close friends with, like, I have a connection with him. So let's try to get him on the show. Um, no, I don't know if I want reality stars on the show. I had a whole thing on my Patreon yesterday. I'm like, do we want reality shows on this reality stars on Daily Dose of Donna, or do we just want us talking about them? I'm going with the latter at this point. I don't know about you guys. Um, we have a UK parliament member, John Burko. Okay. Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire, never watched it. Larsa Pippen from The Real Housewives of Miami, which is really interesting because she's also appearing live with her boyfriend, Marcus Jordan. That's Michael Jordan's son, basketball player. Then we have Maxim Tremovsky from Dancing with the Stars, who I don't believe is on Dancing with the Stars any anyway. Um Tell me. Um, I don't believe he's on Dancing with the Stars this season. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Um, Then we have MJ from Shaws of Sunset and also another chump from Jeff uh, Lewis. We have Parvati Shallow from Survivor. Don't watch Survivor. We have Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race. Don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, although Peppermint looks fun. We have Peter Weber, who was on The Bachelor. Stopped watching The Bachelor. You guys, I suck. Okay, Lance says Maxim is no longer on Dancing. And we have Phaedra Parks from Real Houses of Atlanta, who I love Phaedra. I fell in love with Phaedra during her girls' trip. I think she's so freaking cute. Sandra Diaz-Twine from Survivor, also don't know her. And Cherie Whitfield from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Tamara Judge from The Real Housewives of Orange County. Both love, both excited about that. Trishelle Canatella from Real World Las Vegas. She was the one who was like brand new from, you know, 18, 19 years old and made out with uh, the four. 14 other castmates in the jacuzzi with Tom Zandoval. <laughs> I think Trishel was in the jacuzzi with Tom Sandoval. Why can't we start that rumor, Tom, uh, Ken Todd? Trishel was in the jacuzzi with Tom Sandoval. Zandoval. This is Trader Season 2 on Peacock. I am looking forward to it. I don't believe they've shot it yet. I think they are right now shooting currently. I feel like Tamara is in Scotland right now shooting it um, because I think that that's like the schedule. So it's a pretty good cast. Um, Yeah, it's a good cast and my kids like it. So any show that I can watch with my kids, like I watch Big Brother with my kids and I feel like it's fun to have shows like that that you can watch that are safe, like family safe and it feels good. Yes, thank you, Andrew. MJ is on her way. So they're shooting right now. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, is there any other stories that you guys want to talk about that I can't think of? I'm sure something is going to come up, um, today. I want to hear from Shannon. I am dying to know what Shannon Bedore, like, I want a statement. I want a statement from her. Obviously we have one more episode and then the reunion time, but the reunion, remember, was shot before the reunion was shot before the, uh, arrest that just happened. So whatever we're seeing on the reunion is shot before. Okay. 
Leslie keeps asking, why wasn't Heather, uh, I wanted to say Dubro, why didn't Heather McDonald mention Shannon on her podcast? You guys are, a lot of you guys are juicy scoopers. A lot of you guys listen to that podcast. I am not on the in and in with Heather's to know why specifically. What I mentioned yesterday was I believe it had something to do with her mentioning some insider information about attorneys. And in the original, you know, podcast that I did hear that part, she mentioned something about the, I think it went a little bit too far. However, there was also a very big lawsuit a few years ago involving Tamara and Shannon and Jim Bellino. That's Jesus Juggs, Alexis Bellino's ex-husband. Um, he sued Tamara, Shannon, and I believe Heather as well for defaming him on the podcast, on Juicy Scoop. I believe they won the lawsuit. I could be wrong. I don't know the exact story. I don't, I wasn't like privy to all the info a few years ago. I have a feeling it had something to do with that because I'm talking about Shannon. All the other podcasters are talking about Shannon. I mean, Danny Pellegrino's talking about Shannon. Like the big, big ones are talking about Shannon. And I mean, even Teddy and Tamara, right? And none of them are getting that cease and desist that I've heard of. Like none of them have erased the Shannon stuff on it. So I don't know why today, apparently I didn't listen, but Heather uh, McDonald releases her show on Thursdays and she talks about, one of you guys sent me that she mentions the case, like she mentions a housewife got a DUI and she doesn't say Shannon's name. So that kind of sucks for Heather to be 100% honest because her job is to talk about like pop culture stories and reality TV stories. And like, this is on the news. This is in the news today. And it's so hard to have a show talking about this and not covering like the main story that everyone is so interested in, in this Bravo world. So yes, you guys keep saying she said it on Tuesday, but she had to scrub it. So those of you that heard the original episode, you did hear it. And it is in the original. Um, you know, like transcript or whatever someone said, but it was removed. I don't know. We're all talking about it. I have not received any letters because we're talking about what we're reading. We're just covering it. I guess if you bring in like some factual stuff that's not really true, maybe you would get some sort of a cease and desist. I don't know. I try to keep to the facts. There's a lot of TikTok creators, by the way, out there. There's a lot of people on YouTube. There's a lot of people in podcast land that just say whatever they hear or just say whatever they um, think. And I'm sure I've gotten a couple of things wrong, but I always try to come on here and say like, oh, what I said yesterday, but I really don't share anything. I try to be very cognizant as a creator to not share things that are not verified or in a news article. And I'll say like, according to Daily Mail, according to page six, I think that's really important. Um, I think it's very important. Okay. I don't want ever to be known as like Daily Dose of Donna is the one that you can't trust. Like I want you guys to trust me and to trust what I bring to you because like I said, I used to be in this industry and I think it's super important to not perpetuate like falsities and lies and start rumors. That's really, really, really important to me. Okay. What else? And then I'd go deeper, of course, in like my opinions about things. I do that on my podcast, on my Patreon. That's for sure. Right. But that's my Patreon. I'm like, this is what I think. But here I really kind of give you guys just like the, 
you know, my opinions, my thoughts on things, but I don't make up stuff. Okay. I'm going to stop there. Um, you guys, we did it. 46 minutes and 52 seconds just for my dosers. Thank you guys so much for being here. Tonight is Southern Charm. I'm a fan. I want to hear more about what's happening here. Let's see how many people Austin has slept with since last week's episode. I'm guessing about upwards of 36, maybe 42. Um, yeah. And tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow is Freaky Friday. I'm excited about that. So I don't know why it's freaky. It's not freaky. It's fun Friday. I love a Friday. Let's get into it. I uh, Join the Facebook group. Tell me that you're watching. And you know what? If you really want to do me a solid for Daily Dose of Donna, screenshot that you're watching this or that you're listening to this and put it on your Instagram stories. Tag me. I see all your tags. I will share it to my stories. It means the world word of mouth is how these podcasts grow. And you guys don't even know how much I appreciate it every single time. I'm getting messages from a lot of you guys saying, you know, on the Facebook group in DM saying, I'm going through a really tough time right now. You know, my mom is struggling with cancer. I'm going through physical therapy. I'm losing. I'm going through a move. I'm going through a divorce. I'm um, having a hard time with my friends. My kids are being challenging. And Daily Dose of Donna is like, you're there every day for me. Dosers are there in the Facebook group. I have found community. And that is literally the goal. This was the goal with the show. So I can't believe that the, like, it's like it's manifestation shit. Like this is not just for me. This is a community. And um, if you want to hate on us, you can hate on us. But I know where our heart lies. We are a good, good group of people. We weed out the people that are there to hate on people. And um, I feel like if you got a community of dosers in a room, like it would feel like a Taylor Swift concert. That's how I feel about this this community. I feel like we would come with lots of friendship bracelets, ready to you know give each other flowers and give each other love and take pictures and make new best friends. That's my goal with the dosers. Okay. Thank you for that little love moment. Appreciate you guys. See you tomorrow on Daily Dose of Donna.